For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From South Bend, Indiana, hey Purdue fans, it's football time. This is Tim Newton, the voice of Purdue football. You're listening to Sports Yak. Hey, hey, IU fans, are you ready for football? This is Don Fisher, the voice of Indiana football. And you're listening to Sports Yak, the number one sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. It's the Sports Yak Podcast, brought to you by... Sports Yak is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Corey Mann, Chuck Freebie, your sports fix. This is Jimmy Shorts. Sports Yak. I do have to relay a quick message to Sean. Uh-oh. Okay. Our mutual friend, our mutual friend Corey today on our podcast, The Sports Yak, went and saw Peanut Butter Falcon last night, <laughs> and he wanted me to relay to you the ending really makes you think. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's, that's, that's an old... Deep reference, but I do get it. I, I do remember it. So thank you. I'll have to peanut butter falcon. I'll have to write that down and see how much I think about the ending. <laughs> Someone will have there to text go. me what that all means, but I'll just play along and say that's cool. Of the Friday edition, one thirty-six, episode one thirty-six. Corey, this is the Harvey Haddix episode. Oh, double H. Harvey, very famous because he once threw. He had a perfect game going for twelve innings, but never gets credit for a perfect game or a no hitter in the record books because in the twelfth inning, he gave up a, a double to Joe Adcock and then. Adcock came around to score, and so Harvey was the tough 
luck loser in the game and loses credit for his perfect game and his no-hitter. I'd like to po- apologize in advance. I'm burping internally because our mutual friend Randy Z came by today on our morning show. And made he, a, a corn chowder. He made a corn chowder with a little extra zip in it. Did mm-hmm. you taste that? Yeah. And, uh, boy, it's coming back up to say hello in, oh. in a good way. But I'm I'm hold I gotta give me some tums after the program today. Let's start with the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. All right, so to start, um, obviously unacceptable starts with me. So this this uh, just told the guys in there this is uh, um, not who we are. I was proud of our defense. I thought they played their ass off tonight. Offensively, not good enough, and we're gonna fix it. Our guys know that. We're, we have a we have a uh, locker room of high character people. That's why we bring these guys in because what they do is they don't point fingers. The defense doesn't point fingers and say the offense should have played better. They, that's not how we roll. So uh, we're gonna lick our wounds right now. I want to give credit to Green Bay and Coach Lafleur. And I say that as a Bears fan. I know we have Packer fans out there, and I know we have Packer fans that listen to the show. And congratulations on your ten three win. Let me look at this from the Packers' perspective briefly. You finally have a defense. You've got a defense. Uh, The new defensive coordinator put in some things that absolutely confounded Mitchell Trubisky and did a good job. I would be concerned about your offense, except your offense was going up against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Who looked good last night. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers found the magic for one drive and threw a ball that Jimmy Graham was able to bring down that, quite frankly, he shouldn't have been able to bring down. It wasn't the best coverage on the play by the Bears. And tip of the cap to the Packers for their victory. That said, I've got the eldest home for the weekend from Denver. Oh. He's on the couch with me. We are nestled in for Bears football. We have some some wings, we have some sauces, we have some chips and dip, and we are we are doing it upright for a dad and son night of watching the Chicago Bears. Put. What are you wearing? I'm last night. Oh, just I, I'm sorry if you were looking for me to be in Bears garb. I was not in Bears. You garb. were not in Bears garb. No. Okay, neither was Peter. Uh, I think he did have on a Bears pullover. Yeah, okay. he had on a Bears pullover. But all we got to do is watch the Bears punt because between Matt Nagy and Mitchell Trubisky, there has not been one adjustment made yet in this doddering game plan that they trotted out. Welcome to the podcast within the podcast. This podcast is called Rant. I guess the idea for the NFL 100th ceremony was to trot out an offense from 100 years ago by the for the NFL. Actually, I would have preferred an offense from the NFL for 100 years ago because then the Bears would have run the football. How many times did the Bears run the football last night, Corey? The answer is 11. 11. How many times did they have Mitchell Trubisky try to throw it? 45. So Bears running backs touched the ball 11 times on the ground and 45 passing attempts by Trubisky who couldn't have knocked over the milk bottles at a county fair last night. He was that off the mark. Awful. Awful. (laughs) Then it's 10-3 in the final minutes of the game. The Bears are marching. They're marching on about their third good drive of the night. The first one resulted in a field goal. The second one might have resulted in some points, except Trubisky took not one but two delay-of-game penalties. 
You're in your third year as an NFL quarterback. You're second with this head coach. There is no excuse for having two delay of game penalties on the same drive. And then he's matriculating the ball down the field, as they like to say. It comes down to a big pass into the end zone. And where does Mitchell throw it? Oh, let's stare at our receiver the whole time as though we're in high school and then lob it into double coverage. Because that won't be easy for Adrian Amos, the former Bear, to read. Good Lord, what a awful performance. And then after the game, you know, if you want to add insult to injury, the Packers found a way to do it. Because they said, we knew if we could make Mitchell play quarterback, that this would be the end result. Really? They basically said they basically came out and said that in football terms, Mitch Trubisky is a box of rocks. Oh boy. Well, hopefully that's some fodder to fire up the rest of the season. <laughs> well, here here's the bad news for you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Because you went on the Yak Twitter site last night. That's right. And said the Chicago Bears are a Super Bowl team. Yes. No team has ever reached the Super Bowl without scoring a touchdown in their first game. Oh, that's a stat that you looked up, huh? That's a stat. All right. At Nate Kaiser, longtime Yak fan. A reference only a diehard maniac will remember from a year ago. He bust out the Nabisco Triscuits for some Mitch Trubisky fourth <laughs> quarter magic. Good for you, Nate. Good for you. And you know what? It didn't work. It did Neither not. did Trubisky. Ugh. That was awful. That was uninspiring. I have some game notes. Some of these players look really, really young, like nineteen well, years old. To you and I, they are. Well, the kicker for the punter for the Green Bay Packers just got done with his middle school dance before he went. <laughs> I think he did. He still had his dress J- shirt. J.K. On. Scott uh, showed up, all gangly, six six. Uh, look what I can do! I can put my foot two feet above my head, and he he was a weapon for the Packers last night. But you're right; he's twelve. I loved the Chicago Bears kicker's college story. I love that he got the Alabama scholarship. Yeah, no, that was a good story. Mom and dad said, we're not going to be able to come see you financially every weekend. So they're coming home from Florida, right? They go to Gainesville. (laughs) Yeah. He goes, that's closer. Let's go there. And he gets a scholarship. And then he gets a letter from Nick Saban with curse word. (laughs) (laughs) And then they go into a Nick Saban Aflac commercial right after that, which was very appropriate. The hiding of play calling. Really? The lip reading? Does that actually still happen? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Any advantage you can get, you get. So, yeah, the lip reading goes on. So you have to. It, the same thing happens in baseball. They go to the mound, they're holding their mitt over their the mouth. And, and the reason. The reason in baseball goes famously back to the 1989 playoffs between the Cubs and the Giants. Will Clark was able to read Greg Maddox's lips saying, I'm going to throw him a fastball. Wow. And he sat on a fastball and tattooed it into the right field seats. David Montgomery is the exact same age as my daughter who just got married. This is going to happen to you as you get older, dude. (laughs) I just can't believe how young these kids are. Yeah. Imagine Uh, me when I go out and do these high school interviews and it looks like grandpa's talking to him. I also thought the offense did definitely miss Trey Burton. Well, they missed a lot of things. Well, I just want to blame it on one person. They missed they missed Matt Forte, they missed Bobby oh. Douglas, they missed Willie Galt, they missed William Perry. 
I know you don't pay attention to this stuff, but I do. The pregame, Megan Trainer, get her off the stage. And whoever that rapper was, Meek Mill, no idea who he was, get him off the stage. But, man, that national anthem was a home freaking run. You love yourself some Jim Cornelis. Uh, if I could sit down and have a meal with that guy and have him sing me all the answers to my questions, I'd have it made. You know what we should do here on the Yak? Don't tease me unless we can do it. Well, I, I put this on your plate because right. I'm, I'm busy. Uh, <laughs> but I'll put this on your plate because you, you've got your little love affair with Wayne Mesmer going on, too, where you two exchange notes and yeah, everything that like that. Ugh. And so... We should, should get have, the gym. You should have Anthem Week on the Yak Ooh. and have Mesmer and Cornelison find a third. Performing the national anthem is Jim Cornelison. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight are the ramparts we washed were so gallantly streaming national anthem though oh that was good that put the hair on the back of my neck right up proud to be an american proud now here's one other thing yes nbc could we it's been well established how you televise football yes you have a couple of cameras on up top you have some cameras down on the sideline and you basically go with your standard hey we're shooting this from about the 25 or 30 yard line we're shooting this from the midfield stripe, or we're shooting this down by the goal line. The networks have far more cameras than we do for the 46th game of the week. Mm-hmm. How many do you have? We have three. Three. We have two up top, one on the sideline. Don't give me this robot camera moving around over the field while the play is going on. Oh, you don't like that? I don't need to be riding the Titanic, okay? Show me the football play! You know where that camera comes from? The sky. Do you know where it originated from? No. The XFL with Vince McMahon. Well, that failed. Mm-hmm. It failed. That's the one thing so that what? came out of it. So was we're that using camera. failures. You don't like which that angle? was perfect for the Bears last night. I don't mind the angle when they're not playing, but I don't like it when they're playing. That 
precisely the point. Yeah. You want to give me that shot when the quarterback's running out on the field or when they're lined up before the play? Great. I can't watch the play from that angle. Sports Yak! Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. But the second K is silent. Let's stay in Chicago. Cubs looked good last night. 10-5 win over the Milwaukee Brewers. Kyle Schwarber, who has been red hot since the All-Star break. And I would say probably, and I know there's a lot of Castellanos fans out there, but I would say Schwarber has been the Cubs' best hitter since the All-Star break. He has another grand slam in Milwaukee last night. That's his second of the season up in Yahadair country. And the Cubs, by the way, easily outscore the Bears as they beat the Brewers by a count of 10-5. to 5. Uh, Our local South Bend team. Hey, they're headed to another round of the playoffs. This is great to see. Buddy Bailey's team scores four in the ninth last night to rally and beat Bowling Green 7-4. to four. They eliminate the Hot Rods, who were the best team in the Midwest League. They eliminate them with two straight wins. Boom! Thanks for playing Bowling Green. You can stick your fannies down in Kentucky for the rest of the offseason. Meanwhile, the South Bend Cubs roll on, and they will start playoff baseball at Four Winds Field tomorrow night. Tickets are available. Great night to go watch baseball. You're not going to have Notre Dame football to worry about. They don't play tomorrow. Purdue and IU both playing the afternoon. Great night to go out and catch yourself some South Bend Cubs action in the playoffs. Pause for a moment. How many shows were you actually on on Wednesday? Three total? Well, I was on the Pulse Morning Jumpstart. I was on the Sports Jack podcast. And I was on Weekday Sports Beat on WSBT. Which will be a weekly occurrence? A weekly, right around 610, you will hear me pontificate. And they are just, uh, you know, the headlines of the day? or Well, here here's the deal. Darren is on the Countdown to Kickoff show on WNDU. Yes. The trade for him being on that show is me being on Weekday Sports Beat. So it's a swap. So basically they're going to talk about Notre Dame football. As it turned out on Wednesday, after we recorded this show and before Weekday Sports Beat went on, we found out that Jafar Armstrong is out for five to eight weeks with this abdominal groin soft tissue injury. Mm -hmm. And so that was the big news of the day. And I might as well just segue right into that. That was a huge blow for the Notre Dame offense. The reason being, Armstrong is the most explosive player on that offense and the most versatile player. And Chip Long had him lining up in different... You saw it on the first drive of the game, Monday night against Louisville. They had him in the backfield. They had him out wide. He's the one guy that you can do that with. There is no other Notre Dame running back that is proven to be like Armstrong. Now, Kyron Williams might wind up being that way, but he's not as fast as Jafar. And TJ he, Jr.? He's a freshman. Tony Jones? Tony Jones Jr. is, I don't want to say a plodding running back, but he he's the kind that you give it to and you get three or four yards, but he is not going to... He's not going to break away from anybody. Okay. And especially when you're playing teams like Georgia and Michigan and Stanford, he's not running away from those boys. You have Notre Dame off this weekend. Uh, will Coach be recruiting this weekend? 
I would imagine so. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would think that you would use it making some trips as a weekend to visiting some uh, mm-hmm. living rooms, seeing some kids play. Right. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And high school. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, we might as well. I I realize it doesn't completely match the rundown that you have in front of you, but you, we might as well finish out the college part of this. Yeah, let's stay right there. So. Notre Dame not playing this weekend, but we have a doubleheader for you on Pulse FM on the radio on Saturday. Purdue and Vanderbilt. Okay, Purdue, it's time to bounce back. You're trying to tell me that you're not the team that lost to Nevada, that you're better than that. You got an SEC team coming up, but not a real good SEC team. No. They're coming into your place. If you're truly that Purdue team that has turned the corner, show me something. Saturday at noon on Pulse FM. IU should be in cruise control. They've got Eastern Illinois coming into the rock for the home opener. They managed to beat Ball State. Let's see what kind of improvement Michael Penix can make between game one and game two. That's when coaches usually say the most improvement takes place is between the first and second game. Let's see if that's the case. Let's see that Hoosier offense rock a little bit against a Eastern Illinois team. Corey, man, fun fact. I saw you two 10 years ago at the Vanderbilt Stadium. Back to you. They're not playing at Vanderbilt, though. I know, but the word Vanderbilt. I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay. That I was paying attention. Here's a fun fact. Gloria Vanderbilt died this year. (laughs) They're not playing at her either. (laughs) Uh, Can we segue into high school? We can. Uh, The list is there on your book of faces if you want to call that up. Did we ever compile how I did last week? I thought I was sterling. I do know that I missed on the Warsaw-Michigan City game when Harrison Mevis kicked a 51-yard field goal to win the game for Warsaw and beat Michigan City 20-19. to That also, by the way, got Bart Curtis, the Indianapolis Colts football coach of the week, honor. Yeah, you know what? We need, like, an intern. We've got a lot of things that you and I do outside of this. What's going to that's the Michigan schedule there that you just punched up. Why don't we do the Indiana one? Because I, I'm more familiar with those teams. Can I frankly. just pick and choose, or do we have to go through the whole list? That's up to you. It's your dime, your dance floor, as Chuck Copic used to say. By well, the way, he's dead, too. Uh, we're not playing on him, either. No. Let's let's uh, let's just drop some names. We'll All right. see what happens. Uh, I'm interested in uh, New Prairie and Andrian. Andrean. Andrean is ranked number nine. Okay. New Prairie is ranked number three. They both like to run the ball a lot. Andrean's got a young man by the name of Ryan Walsh that ran for 302 yards and five touchdowns last week against Hanover Central. He will not do that against the New Prairie Cougars. Chase Ketterer at quarterback for New Prairie, eighth in the state of rush in rushing. He's got the state's third leading scorer next to him and Chris Mays, who has a nose for the end zone. I like the Cougars playing on the home turf of Amzie Miller Field. Michelle is our new fresh out of bed and head-to-head champ as of this morning. Yes. She's very excited this weekend. Her and her husband attending the Fairfield 30th class reunion. Mm-hmm. Fairfield Central Noble. Yeah, I like the Cougars of Central Noble in that one. Fairfield did get off the schneid last week. They got their first win in 19 games, snapped a 19-game losing streak. Very happy for Matt Thacker. The Falcons are better than what they've been. They're not good enough to beat the Cougars tonight. Could you please define get off the schneid for me? Schneid is a uh, card-playing term that means you have zero. Thank you. Elkhart Memorial at Goshen. Interesting matchup here. Goshen 1-1. One one. Their win is over Fairfield. Elkhart Memorial 0-2. Oh but Elkhart Memorial has played two ranked teams in Concord and Elkhart Central. Goshen ain't ranked. 
and the Chargers get off the schneid tonight and go to one and two. Gary West, no relation to Adam at Mishawaka. Well, nor is he any relation to Gary Hegland. And Mishawaka will prevail. Keith Kinder is not losing two in a row, especially uh, to a subpar Gary West team. Well, uh, the news at Penn High School, Ron Paulus Jr. out for the season. Could be with a foot injury, yes. Against Homewood Flossmoor. Uh, And Illinois Power. uh, So I would look for Flossmoor to win that game. The uh, Kingsmen have some soul-searching to do, and they better find a running game as well. Jimtown and Elkhart Central. Jimtown... Got its first win of the year last week at South Bend, Washington, but they are not going into Rice Field and beating this Blue Blazer juggernaut. JG at Bremen. John Glenn and Bremen, that's an old Northern State Conference matchup that's also a couple of teams looking for their first win of the year. Ooh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go with the home team in that one. I'll take the Lions. Northwood has spent the week licking their wounds at Concord. To me, this is one of the most interesting games of the night. Why is that? Well, can Northwood absorb the lessons learned from playing Chittard? How beat up are they from playing Chittard? And go into a place in Jake Field and Dunlap that has been a house of horrors for Northwood teams over the years. I've done some of those Concord-Northwood games, and I've seen good Northwood teams go into Dunlap, and for whatever reason just fall apart but you know what i've got some confidence in northwood tonight uh i know ethan kane is a really good quarterback at concord and he may be picking on a young second and then i think of that young secondary that northwood has and for two freshman defensive backs oh boy last minute switch i'm going to take concord in that one Plymouth will head down 30 east to see the Tigers Warsaw. 100th meeting between these two rivals. Corey, last year, this game goes overtime, and Plymouth wins on a very controversial field goal. Video and pictures seem to show that the ball went outside the uprights, but the officials raised their arms and called it good, and Plymouth wins 32-29 over Warsaw last year. How upset are Warsaw people about that? I saw a picture online on Twitter this week of a birthday cake that somebody made with the ball outside the uprights and the official signaling goal. Good. Hashtag bitter. They still are in Warsaw. They have not forgotten. They will not forget. And they will not lose to the Rockies tonight. Bart Curtis goes to 3-0. Riley and Adams. Good matchup at TCU School Field. You hate to see a team in week three have a must-win game, but this is a must-win game for Adams. They had some expectations going into this year. They've got a D1 quarterback in Ira Armstead. They lost on opening night to Northridge in a heartbreaker. They got whacked last week by a team in Ohio. They've got to come back, and they've got to play well at home against a Riley team that's growing more confident each and every week. Riley 2-0 entering this one. I'm going to say they're 2-1 leaving. I'm going with Adams in an upset. I'm going to read your mind. Valpo is going to spank Laporte. Like I think a that's without question. Child in the back seat. That's without question. Anything I leave out that you'd like to address? Pioneer and Laville is an interesting matchup in the Hoosier North Athletic Conference. Corey Pioneer, forty-five and two under the tutelage of Adam Berry. Forty-five and two. They're ranked number eight in the state because they lost on opening week. They go to LaVille. LaVille has never beaten Pioneer. 
LaVille is 2-0. and LaVille's loaded with offensive weapons. They've got Aiden Doyle. They've got Colby Watts. They've got Andrew Dill. I still don't know if that's enough. I'm going to lean towards Pioneer. And we haven't even talked about the 46th game of the week, Corey. Come on. I love this Holy War uh, logo. That's that's sweet. That was a nice one that Marion put together. That's probably the main reason I retweeted that. The 2019 Holy War has St. Joe at Marion at Atulski Field. Corey, in 2017, Marion won 14-13. Last year, St. Joe won 7-6. Back-to-back one-point decisions. Now the seniors entering this rubber match at Marion. Man, are they stoked. Both sides talked about how important a win would be for them. It would be very exciting because I remember last year being very devastated going home not winning that game and losing especially by one point so going home with the win this this for this final year would be probably the greatest thing it'd be a great feeling um of course all the seniors remember what that feeling was like when we lost that marion two years ago and we don't want to experience it again so we get a win it'd be an amazing feeling a friday night and a victory at our home field would just feel great i've been had a bad taste in my mouth since we lost to him last year and just really looking forward to trying to go get them back this year. I think it would make it a lot more special, especially with it being my senior year playing at their place. I think that would be, uh, it would mean a lot to me to walk off that field with a victory. It it means we took care of business. It it means that, um, you know, we're we're putting Marion football back where it's it's supposed to be. Uh, I mean, it would mean the world to, to me and everyone on this team. I mean, this is something that we have marked on our calendar all year and same with them. So traditionally, I do not make picks on games that I'm calling because I don't want anybody to think I'm compromised and in my rooting. Keys for both teams. For St. Joe, they've got to be able to create some turnovers on defense. Do you know how many turnovers St. Joe has created on defense this year? No. That would be correct. No, they haven't. Zero. Nada. They've got to be able to do that against Marion. And for Marion, they have to execute on offense. I watched practice on Wednesday was not impressed. They were a little bit sloppy. Uh, The quarterback, Maddox Begonia, was kind of dropping his arm a little bit as he threw passes out there. Now, I know that on Friday nights it's a different story. The crowd is there, the adrenaline gets going, and maybe that will force some crispness into the nights, but they cannot take their rivals lightly. Up in Michigan, I'll just call it St. Joe, Lakeshore, Edwardsburg, Round up the usual suspects, as Claude Rains would say. The The special thing about Niles and St. Joe tonight is the 100th meeting yeah. between those two programs, the Vikings and the Bears. The Vikings, unfortunately, have stumbled onto hard times. Joe Sassano trying to turn things around there. Uh, St. Joe should be in good shape tonight. Uh, Edwardsburg, I believe they're at Otsego tonight. Uh, the Eddies are going to cruise. Remind me again, Lakeshore is where tonight? Portage Northern. They should be able to handle Portage Northern, I think. Okay. Is Serena Williams top three best tennis player ever? Yes, I would say so. I think I think the only player that you might put above her is Martina Navratilova. And I realize it's Margaret Court who has um, the Grand Slam record, but Margaret Court played in an era where there were fewer competitive players. Martina obviously always had Chris Everett to deal with. 
Mm-hmm. And Chris Everett sometimes was able to get the better of Martina, although I think Martina uh, has the overall winning record in that rivalry. The thing for Serena is most of her best competition while she has been on this reign that has now gotten her over 100 U.S. Open wins has been from her sister Venus. And Venus isn't the player that Serena is. No. So Serena has been able to fend off almost all the challengers. Now, what brings drama to this championship match on Saturday, a couple of things. She's playing a teenager from Canada named Bianca Andrescu, who has been lights out uh, since the French Open. She has played very, very well. The other thing is there was a big meltdown last year in the finals of the U.S. Open. And New York has been a stage for some drama over the years. And I'm not just talking Broadway. I'm talking Serena as well. She had a meltdown in her match against Naomi Osaka last year. And I'm if Serena had won that match last year without a meltdown, I'm not sure anybody's paying all that much attention tomorrow to Serena and Andrescu. But mm-hmm. now with Serena trying to get the title that she felt was rightfully hers last year and taking on this Canadian team, I think there will be some interest in watching that tomorrow. Uh, since the Bears are done playing, is there any NFL you're interested in on well, Sunday? Well, since the Bears were done playing, obviously, before they took the field, uh, no, not really. No? Uh, I, I am not a big NFL guy, and, and I think I hope the maniacs understand this. By the time I get done with a high school weekend and a college football weekend, Mm -hmm. by Sunday I need some time to get some stuff done, Mm -hmm. and the NFL kind of gets in my way. Okay. Uh, uh, Thoughts on the Rudy 2 commercial? You tell me your thoughts. Uh, Creative? KFC, I think they just keep trying to grab for straws and something that sticks. I love Sean Astin, and I love the movie Rudy. The the actual Rudy's in the commercial, right? Uh, I I think it's a great idea. I don't know that I would have wasted it on a KFC commercial, but I did like him kind of chasing after another dream. But KFC, I was like, oh, okay, okay. But who would you have used that for? I don't know. That's the thing. I I mean, KFC's probably the one who came up with the concept, right? Right. They're marketing people, so it's not like they're going to give it over to somebody else. It's a good looking commercial. It's got the music. It's got the the tone. No, I'm. And it's I, got the colonel. I'm amused by it. You're amused. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Did you see the first it last summer? No. So no desire to see the second one. I I'm not one for scary movies anyway. Oh, you're not. Oh no 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 thank you. Thirty year friendship and I still learn things about you. I don't need nightmares. No. Oh, they give you nightmares. Well, I don't know, but I'm not going to take the chance. <laughs> Why do I? Why do I want to sit there in a movie oh, theater? Oh, you know what it is. And you jump. don't like clowns. Well, I'm not at all. That's what it is. It's not, not at this, all. You don't like clowns. I re- You're darn this, right. This I remember. Clowns kill people. Mm-hmm. Okay, and movies that have clowns killing people, those are called documentaries. <laughs> okay, so my desire to go see a documentary, no, thank you. Will you be at the Hall of Heroes Elkhart Comic Con over the weekend? <laughs> I heard you talking about that on the radio this morning, and I thought, well, there's kind of the Berlin Wall between us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you're you're there you're there you're there selling it you're there saying hey you know we got these local vendors and i can't wait i'm gonna go and and, you know what am i gonna wear and i'm sitting there in my car saying clothes (laughs) just just wear clothes and go because you know what Everybody else there will have clothes on, and that'll help you fit in <laughs> to Nerdville. You know you want to go and check out some Not, people watching. No, no, no. Get Diane on the horn. I mean, clear I, the schedule. Look, I appreciate the folks at, at Building <laughs> Six One Five over in Elkhart. They they put on great stuff. I appreciate all the efforts that all of your friends and the comic book and toy business put on towards this. I've seen the ads. There has not been one time in seeing the ads or hearing you talk about it this morning that I said, oh, well, maybe I'll go. <laughs> not one. Not one. No. Well, it's because Peter's in town. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> He's in a wedding. <laughs> He's in a wedding. I barely am going to see him Friday and Saturday. Ooh, shoot. Uh, what, what are the dates? <clears throat> what are this? the dates for this pop culture event? I'm going tomorrow. I think it's today, maybe, but I'm going tomorrow. So it's today and tomorrow, Friday and Saturday. I think it's Sunday, too, yeah. Oh, it's Sunday, too? And, you know, you don't like the NFL, I heard, so. Yeah, I got stuff to do. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I got things. So many things. Happy birthday, Sean Paulus. He is 36 today, I think. Yeah, I I believe so. The pride of Granger. Sure, he's got on his Al Roker glasses today and the whole bit. The, the pink uh, blazer that... Uh, one can only hope. One that's usually hope. That's usually only reserved for uh, the 1985 concerts. What does the weekend look like for you? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. I, I Honestly, that answer is up in the air. <laughs> it, and, and I know people probably think, oh, he's just making up stuff to get out of the comic. No, it, it really is up in the air, and you don't want to know. This This is, again, you don't want to know. Uh, congratulations, David Yoder, going to the Brickyard. Congratulations. Yeah, that's Sunday. Catania Calgill. That's I'll what I'm doing Sunday is I'm watching the Brickyard. You'll see the Brickyard? I'm looking to see if I can find David Yoder in the stands. I'm going to see Catania at uh, the Mark Martell Queen show on Saturday night. Word has it, we're going to take in the buffet at the casino. Good for you. Thanks, Mom. Looking forward to that. a boy. Hey, uh, you did mention the Brickyard. Yes. Big race in NASCAR this weekend because this is the last chance to make the playoffs, and Ryan Newman, our boy from South Bend, just kind of teetering there on the brink. So go number six. Interesting move to September as well. Well, yeah, I'm not I, it works out for them, I think, but that does change a little bit of dynamic with weather. Sure, you know, oh, track. Yeah. Uh, the track conditions should be much better, especially given the forecast. I mean, we're talking about low seventies. It should be ideal racing conditions. All right. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button. You can always uh, call us five seven four two one zero seven nine five zero. Email the sports yak with two Ks at gmail.com, on Instagram, and Twitter as well. Chuck, any last thoughts? I'm I'm not going. <laughs> Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga-looga, Harvey Haddocks. You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets.